Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Has anyone ever said to you, just wait, you'll understand someday? Maybe it was when you were a young child and in your incessant need to understand, you kept asking why. Or maybe it was when you're a little bit older and you did something you shouldn't have done. So your parent disciplined you as they should, and yet you just couldn't understand how that was good for you. Or maybe it's at some point in your life when you're going through something rather difficult. And so someone was there with you, they were walking through it with you together. And they told you that someday you would get through this, but you just couldn't understand how. And so they said to you, just wait. You'll understand someday. And yet, as much as they might say it with honest and sincere care and love for you, it still doesn't help because who wants to wait? I want to know right now. I want to understand now. Well, although Jesus doesn't say these exact words in our scripture reading today, it is very much the same concept that he communicates to the great crowd that is gathered around him as he enters into Jerusalem. This, this seems to be what he's communicating as it is shown to us through John chapter 12. Because John chapter 12 recounts how there's this great large crowd who all gathered around Jesus as he entered into Jerusalem. And yet within that large crowd, there were multiple different groups of people. There was one part of that crowd who were the Jews, the Jews who had already been gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And as it says here, right in our scripture reading, these were the Jews who had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Shouting, Hosanna, even the king of Israel. Leading us to assume that these people thought he was the Messiah. A part of that crowd who thought he was the Messiah who would finally bring in that reign and rule of God. But then there's another part of that crowd. A part of the crowd who had just been with Jesus just moments before he entered into Jerusalem. As it says right here in our scripture reading, it was a part of the crowd who had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead. They had seen Jesus raise a man from the dead. Just days before he goes into Jerusalem, they were right there with him, witnessing, seeing him raise a man from the dead. So they knew that he was something great. They knew that there was something going on with him, but they didn't truly understand how great he was. And then there were the disciples, the good old disciples who by very definition of the disciples were followers of Jesus. And yet, as it says right here in John chapter 12, his disciples did not understand these things at first. Meaning these things at first referring to the very thing that was happening before their eyes. As Jesus walked in, drove into Jerusalem, they didn't even understand what was going on. They didn't fully understand who he was and what he was going to do. And then there were the Pharisees. The Pharisees were grumbling amongst themselves, saying, Look, the world has gone after him. The world has gone after Jesus instead of what they wanted. They were angry and jealous that the world was going after him instead of them, instead of what they wanted, what they thought was most important. If you pause for a second, 
Doesn't this sound very familiar to what we live in our world today? If you were just to take St. Paul's Lutheran Church right here into into pair and look around in the community around us, don't you think you'd find some of the very same opinions, thoughts, and understandings of Jesus? Those in this community who are angry and jealous because we're going after Jesus. Because we're not going after what they want and their priorities, but after Jesus. And possibly people in this community who know that Jesus is something great, that he's got something going on for them, but they just don't know how great. They don't know how amazing he is. And then even, dare I say it, followers of Jesus in this community who claim to be followers of Jesus themselves, and yet they don't even fully understand who he is. So what's the answer? Who is this Jesus? Well, as always, to answer those questions, we must go right back to Scripture. And so we look in our Scripture reading today from John chapter 12, and we see, who does Jesus say that he is? And he doesn't. John doesn't even record a single word that Jesus said. It's not recorded any single word that Jesus said as he rode into that city of Jerusalem that day. Now let me make something clear. That is not some error in the book of John. Even though the other gospel accounts record some words that Jesus said, this is not some error in scripture. John is not any less divine than any of the other books of the Bible, not at all. But rather, this is a divinely inspired way that John can point the hearers of this gospel to the fact that Jesus' actions would speak far louder than any words he would have said. And so let's look back at the scripture reading. What does Jesus do? How does he act to show who he is? And we don't really see it. Sure, he rode in on a donkey, but that didn't really show who he was. It's as if he says to the crowd, just wait. You'll understand someday. Just wait until that someday. That someday would come five days later. Five days later when Jesus went to the cross. Because Jesus wasn't just anyone who hung on a cross. Jesus is true God and true man. True God and true man who just days earlier raised a man from the dead. True God and true man who healed multiple times in front of the disciples, who taught so authoritatively in front of the disciples. And true God and man who never once sinned, never once did anything wrong, never once harmed another person. True God and true man who went to the cross, who hung there humbly, patiently, undeservedly. And that is the moment that he was waiting for. That was the day that he was waiting to show the people who he is. But not just that moment. It was also that moment paired with the one that would come three days later. I pray you already know what I'm going to say. It was that moment three days later when he rose from the grave. When they went and the stone was rolled away and Jesus wasn't there. There was only yet an angel and the linen cloths. Because Jesus wasn't there because he had risen. He had risen. Death no longer was there. Instead, he was alive. And that was the moment that he was waiting for. 
That moment paired with his death and resurrection together is the very day that he was waiting for. The very thing he was waiting to do to show the people who he is. That Jesus is truly the king of Israel. That Jesus is the king of Israel. Which doesn't mean that he sits on some earthly throne in the Middle East. But through his death and resurrection, he shows that his reign and rule extends to the ends of this earth. That his reign and rule extends to the ends of time even. Meaning he's your king. Your king who guards and protects you. Your king who's with you every single day. Your king who gives you the assurances of his many promises. And your king who doesn't rule with a heavy hand. For your king who rules with grace. Your king who rules with love. And your king who serves by sending you his one and only son so that you can have life. That's who your king is. Your king who is Jesus Christ, the king of Israel. And that's who we celebrate today. Today on this Palm Sunday, we celebrate Jesus who is truly the king of Israel. And we celebrate today much like they did that very first Palm Sunday with our palms decorating our worship space, with our children singing here, waving their palm branches, and of all, all of us singing together, Hosanna, blessed is he who is the king of Israel. But you see, our celebration is different because we know what came after that day. We know the events that followed that entrance into Jerusalem. And so we know for a fact that he is the king of Israel. But this Palm Sunday, we also celebrate like the people by fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus and looking forward to what he's going to do. To days that are coming ahead in which he will institute his holy supper. Which he will go to that cross and when he will rise from the dead. And what better way to do that? What better way to fix our eyes and our hearts on Jesus than to be in worship? And so yes, I am saying that all of us here should be together in worship yet three more times in the next seven days. So on Monday, Thursday, whether you're here at 11 or 7, and Good Friday at 12.05 or 5 or 7, and on Easter at 8 or 9.30 or at 11, because there's no better way to focus on what Jesus did for you to show you who he is and to be together in worship, to hear his word that shows us that he is the king of Israel. So those words, just wait, you'll understand someday. Well, that day is today. Today you get to understand. Today you get to know who Jesus is. That he is the king of Israel, the king who has come to save you. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.